Welcome to the Purpose Founder Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. This is a weekly recap of the Life Gathering that happens on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join our Facebook Discipleship page and receive updates and content information and connect with people from all around the world. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Everyone, my name is Ada and I would like to um, welcome you to today's Life Gathering. I want to share a message that I believe will minister and encourage us all. Last week, we talked about the finished work of Christ and how we can have confidence in the cross and know that we're going to heaven. This week, I want to continue talking about that finished work and how it transforms our life. I want to talk about having a new life in Christ, which is today's message. Having a new life is Jesus died on the cross for us. He, we are set free and we get that free gift of eternal life. But now with our change, he changes our life through that. So now from a place of salvation, we also get a, a free gift of a new life in Christ. And so I want to read from Ephesians um, chapter 1, verses 1 through, through 13, but let's read. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It, is, it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who believe who, be, who, sorry, who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us, he has showered us his, sorry, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have done on the cross. Father, as I um, give this message, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, Lord God, the words that um, my brothers and sisters need to hear. And Father, I pray that they would be changed by this message and that they would experience a newfound confidence in the new life that you have paid for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. So, um, like I said, last week, we talked about having confidence in the finished work of Christ, knowing that God saved us and that we get that free gift of eternal life. Um, so let's recap last week. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is Romans 6, 23. So I went over a whole bunch of different verses, and I'm going to go over this verse um, again later. But 
Um, the beginning of this verse is talking about how the penalty of our sins is death. We are deserving of death. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for us and took that penalty in place of us. Not only did he sacrifice himself for us because he loves us, um, but he also gave us a free gift of eternal life. And we can have confidence in that work. We enter into heaven, not because of anything we can do, but because of what God has done for us. So now I want to talk about that life-changing power that comes um, when we accept and receive God. It puts us in a new position, in a better position than we were previously. So I want to talk about your position in Christ. As believers, we no longer are in a position of being slaves to sin, being slaves to our old life. God makes us new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has um, begun. So another, another version says the old things have passed away. Um, and we are a new creature, a new creation in Christ. I feel like it, with this verse, God wants to give someone a new perspective. You are not who you once were before you gave your life to Christ. You are not a slave to sin, being crushed by the weight of sin anymore, um, or the situations that you're going through or you're facing. No, our position has changed, and so should our perspective. You see, we were once dead in our sins, but God made us alive in Christ. And this next verse puts it in a beautiful way. Galatians 2.20 says, the old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is one of my favorite verses. Um, another version says, I have been crucified with Christ and the life that I now live, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we have been crucified with Christ. And like I said, another word for trusting in the son of God is um, having faith in the son of God. So um, yes, we died with Christ and now we have been made alive because his spirit lives inside of us and it brings life to our mortal bodies. This next verse goes on and tells us what that means. So Ephesians uh, chapter two, verses uh, four through six says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and, is, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Not only have we been crucified with Christ, we have been raised up with him and are seated with him far above all names that could be named, all principalities, all dark evil uh, spiritual forces. We are above the darkness that once consumed our lives, which means we have authority in high places against all evil forces and darkness. And so I want to use this moment to point out that the devil is already defeated. The enemy wants you to think that you are not in a place of authority. You're not in a place of victory, but this is not true. He wants us to live. The enemy wants us to live in fear, but God's word says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we are not to be afraid of any witchcraft or sorcery or anything that people are doing in the dark. We don't need to be afraid. These things are exist. And we, I know there could be a lot of people on here who have witnessed spiritual things, but the Lord is all powerful. And we have authority over all evil spiritual forces, demons or devils or worker or any workers of darkness. We are seated in heavenly places far above these things. 
It is all under our feet. So we do not have to live in fear, especially now that you've given your life to Christ. If you have given your life to Christ, you don't have to live in fear or be afraid of the dark. And so I want to pray for anyone who's been struggling with fear or being afraid of the, the spiritual realities that you see when you uh, go outside or the, the people that do witchcraft or sorcery, you don't have to be afraid of them or anything that they're doing because that has already been defeated. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just break off all fear in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And Father, I just pray, Lord God, that you would get, give each and every person here a new perspective of who they are in Christ and where they are in Christ, God. Father, we are seated far above all, um, all spiritual forces, all things of this earth. We are seated in heavenly realms. And so, Father, I thank you that you have given us authority over all darkness. And Father, I thank you that we are the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness flees. We do not flee, the darkness flees. And so Father, I just declare your peace and your joy over each and every person on this call in Jesus' name. So now that we know our position in Christ and that we don't need to be afraid and that we're a new person and we're seated in heavenly realms and authority, let's talk about how to walk um, in this life um, it, from this new possess, uh, position. So I want to talk about walking in obedience. And as you see there, the, uh, under there, it says empowered by the spirit. Us walking in obedience is not something that we do on our own. We have the Holy Spirit, which empowers us to walk in obedience. Um, so we have a new life in Christ and we need to know how to walk that life out. Christ died for us freely and he shows off, God shows off that he loves us and proves that he loves us. How can we show our love and affections for God? Well, John 14, 21 says, the one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. So as you see, it says the one who has my commandments and keeps them. Not only should you know what the command, what his commandments are, or his commands to us are, you should also not just hear it, but do it. So um, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And so um, love, the, the commandments that uh, God has given us is to first love God with all our heart, mind, and strength, right? And then to love others as ourselves. He says that to love God is the first and greatest commandment. And to love others as ourselves is, this, is just like it. it's the second one, but it's just like it. So when we do this, we are loving God and we are expression, expressing our affections to him. So another verse I want to talk about is uh, Romans 12, 1. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1. So it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be... Uh, Sorry, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So as you see the example set by Christ, he sacrificed his life for us. He took the penalty for our sins and died. And so it's only right to give ourselves to him because he's worthy and and, and we, we see that he's faithful to keep those things that we give him. So this new life that we have is not our own. It is, it is his, it belongs to God. Our life, our body, everything belongs to God. Because when you give your life to him, that's what you're saying. You say, Lord, you can have all of me. You can come and be the Lord over my life. So this new life is not our own, it's his. Because we surely did not attain it on our own. We did not get this life on our own. We could not possibly, we could not possibly get this new life on our own. So we are to live completely for him. We are to copy his example and give ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. 
It says a living and holy sacrifice. And the second verse um, in Romans 12, 2, I didn't put it up here, but it says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, I want to say that again, let God, because you can not do that. <laughs> Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the part of this verse that I really like and I want to uh, really stress is let God transform you. Let him because you don't have to let him, but it's saying let him transform you. It's for our good. And we get, when you let God transform you by the way you think, um, you get to learn to know God's will for your life, right? So God gives us the Holy Spirit. If we work with the Holy Spirit, we will be transform transformed, but we have a choice to listen and obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will prompt us. The Holy Spirit will say, hey, don't do that. Hey, you should probably do this. So we have a choice to listen to that, to the Holy Spirit, which is the a gift that God has given us, that he lives in us. Listen to what he's asking you to do. God is a gentleman. He will not force you to do his will or walk in his ways. He wants us to walk in his ways um, for our own benefit because he loves us, but it's ultimately your choice. We can choose to walk by the spirit or walk by the flesh. And so Romans 8, 6 says, I didn't put it up here. I also didn't put this verse up here. But Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says, so, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So you can choose to walk by your old self, which is dead. Sometimes it can resurrect. Um, or you can choose to walk by the spirit. You can choose to set your mind on the things of the flesh or set your mind on the things of the spirit. And either way you choose, one leads to death, one leads to life and peace. Um, choosing life is for your benefit and in obedience to God. It's telling God, I love you. When you choose to listen to him and to walk in his ways, we are loving God. Um, and it's also, I keep saying it's for, it's for your benefit, it's for your benefit. Well, that's because when you give your life to Christ and you feel that change on the inside, you will learn very quickly um, that doing the old things that you used to do doesn't feel right anymore. It kind of makes you feel sick on the inside. So it's for your benefit because you don't even feel right about doing it, right? But if you go on still choosing to walk by the flesh, you won't feel that prompting as much as you used to. Um, so let's move on. Romans 8, 1, uh, verse, uh, yeah, Romans 8, verse 1 through 2 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, because you belong to him. The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So I just wanted to put that in there, um, that the power of sin is broken over your life. You don't have to live by that sinful nature. You don't have to fall into temptation and, and be so um, just consumed by sin. No, that power of sin is broken. And because, and it is broken and the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life that is holy. Galatians 5, 60, 16 through 17 says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit, again, we see that word, let, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful, desi sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18, I want to continue with this. Verse 18 also says, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. So when you are directed by your spirit and you let the Holy Spirit guide your life, 
you won't do what your sinful nature craves to do. Your sinful nature is still there. And it still craves to do those things that are not right. It still craves to sin. But when we let the Holy Spirit guide our life, we can do what, what God wants us to do. We can be obedient to him. We can walk in his ways. And it's just a beautiful uh, thing that God has done for us because not only did he die for us, we were raised again and we're seated in heavenly places. And now we have authority over all the spiritual darkness. And not only that, he broke the power of sin over our lives so that we don't have to do those things that we don't want to do. When we sin, um, if you, when you sin, you, there's a part of you that just doesn't want it, right? Uh, especially now that you're, uh, if you're, if you are a believer, you don't want those things, but how beautiful and how amazing is it that God has not only done all of that work in saving us, but then he helps us walk in holiness. He helps us to live this life in obedience. We're not walk, walking and, and walking in obedience on our own. The Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. I just think that's really amazing. And so I just want to continue on. And, just, and, and I just want to say, like, be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit to love God by walking in obedience. We cannot say we love God and not love others. We we cannot say we love God and not do what he says, right? Because like we read in the other verse, he who loves me, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. So yeah, one of the things is, so we know that the first and greatest um, commandment is to love God, right? And we know that the second is like it to love others as ourselves. And there's a verse in first John, um, yes, first John chapter four, verse 20, it says, we are liars if we say we love God and do not love our brothers and sisters in Christ. If someone, oh, sorry, it says, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people whom we can see, how can we love God whom we can't see? Um, and he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. So that, that is a commandment, right? That is something that God says we should do. And so we are to follow that. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us on that journey. So I, yeah, I just wanted to point out this verse in Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us. That same power. And how much more does that same power help us to walk in Christ and the ways of God and to live that holy life? How much more? Um, and so I just want to end it here. Um, thank you guys for uh, listening to this message i hope it really um inspired you or it really touched you if it did please write it in the chat we want to hear from you but for right now let's pray father in the name of jesus lord i thank you so much for all that you've done for us god we cannot thank you enough for the sacrifice that you made on our behalf god not only did you save us lord god but you help us each and every day to live in a way that is holy and pleasing to you. God, you even help us to love you. <laughs> so God, I just pray right now that each and every person on this call would be transformed by your Holy Spirit, that you would empower them to live this new life in Christ, God. I thank you that the power of sin is broken. So Father, I just command every heavy burden, all weights of sin or shame to be broken off of anyone who's carrying that burden. Father, because your word says that we should come to you when we are weary and carrying heavy burdens and you will give us rest. So Father, we ask for rest for weary souls, God. And we just give it all to you. And we thank you for what you've done in Jesus' name. Awesome. So I just want to um, open it up and give an opportunity to anyone who does not know Jesus um, as a personal Lord and Savior. Um, so yes, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Ask yourself, do you know him? 
um, is if there's a possibility that you have uh, strayed away or you want to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, I want to tell you that there's grace and God loves you. But first, I want to go over the gospel. I know I went over um, Romans 6.23, but we're going to go over again. But first, we're going to start in Isaiah, um, which shows that all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Who is him? That him is Jesus. Um, and so we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And that's what it says in Romans 323. Um, and because of our sin, that all of that sin has fallen on Jesus, right? And he paid the price for that sin on the cross. The word says in Romans 623, going over it again, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, and so the wages, what are wages? Wages is what we earn from living our life. Without God, we are sinful creatures. And sin is any attitude or action against God. Death is a spiritual death that we can expect for, um, for the penalties of our sin. Um, and that's an eternal, eternal separation from God in hell. But, praise God, there's a but, um, we have bad, we had bad news coming, but comes, the next thing comes good news. The free gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. A gift is something that you cannot earn. It's just freely given to you. Eternal life is um, eternal communion with God for the rest of our lives after we die. Um and Jesus Christ, yes, he came, he died on the cross for our sins so that we can have that gift of eternal life. And when we profess Jesus as Lord, we receive that gift. So if there's anyone here who would like to give their life to Christ for the first time, or who would like to rededicate their life to Christ, uh, please, I invite you to write that in the chat. Let us know um, if you are wanting to give your life to Christ. Um, and also say this prayer with me. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner and that I need you to forgive me. I know that your son Jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you. I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust you and follow you. Everything I have now is yours. In the name of Jesus, amen. Awesome. If there's anyone who said that prayer or anyone who would like to rededicate their life to Christ or who just did that, please let us know in the chat. We would love to get connected with you. We're also going to put in the chat um, uh, a life gathering form fill where you can let us know if there are any testimonies that occurred or you learned something new and you wanted to share, or if you gave your life to Christ or rededicated your life to him, we would love to get connected with you. We have a, a free 30-day devotional. Um, so yeah, let us know if there, is there anyone? Anyone? Cool. Well, if there is, just put it in the chat. If not, I would like to bring this um, life gathering to an end. So I'm going to end the, the, the Facebook Live. And so if you are wanting to get prayer or have any questions answered about this message or about God in general, um, please, if you're on Facebook Live, join us. Um, we're going to put the Zoom link Awesome. I see Noah says he has a testimony. We're going to put the Zoom link in the Facebook Live comments so you can join on there. And we're going to go, go into a time of prayer and answering questions. Um, so yeah, also, I just want to um, put my uh, email in our community email um, up for you guys. So if you want to reach me or um, the Purpose Founder team directly, please email us, ada at purposefounder.com, community at purposefounder.com. Please, we're gonna have this uh, live gathering every week. It's every week, Wednesday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, please invite your friends, invite your family, invite people you know who love Jesus or 
want to know more about Jesus. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining our Purpose Founder podcast. If you made a decision for Christ today, fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you. We also want to remind you to join our Facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Gathering. My name is Ada, and I just want to welcome you to the Life Gathering. Today, I want to share a message that I believe will minister to us all and encourage us. Last week, I talked about living a new life in Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And this week, I will talk about living a new life in Christ more, um, but talking specifically about the most important tools we have um, to live that holy life. Today's message is called uh, Rooted and Grounded in God's Word. But before we get started, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you and we come before you humbly, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that as this message is given, God, that you would speak through me, Lord God, and that you would touch each and every person on this call, Lord, that they would know you deeper and that they would understand your word in greater measure. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Awesome. So I want to, one second. Awesome. So today we are reading from Psalms 119 verses 9 through 16. And it says, how can a young person stay pure? But by obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord, teach me your decrees. I've recited aloud all the regulations you've given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. So today, I, um, as we're talking about being rooted and grounded in God's word, I want to talk about the importance of God word, God's word. What does God, God's word do in our lives? So I want to start with verse, um, uh, chapter two, um, sorry, second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 through 17. It says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So I love this verse so much because it literally explains to you exactly what scripture is for. Scripture is, is useful to us. It teaches us what is true. So what's, what's in the word? It's true. It's living word. And it makes us, when we look into this, the word of God, it helps us to recognize the things that we're doing in our lives that are wrong and it corrects us not only does it point out what we're doing wrong it shows us what to do right how to live this life um it corrects us when we're wrong it teaches us to do what is right god uses it to prepare and equip his people for every good work so how can we live this holy life yes we have the holy spirit that empowers us to live a holy life but we also have to make the choice to know god's word and to walk it out so we can be prepared and equipped for every good work that we are god is sending out uh, sending us out to do through his word through his word the bible very important stuff Okay, another verse I want to talk about is Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but, shall, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. This is an awesome verse. It talks about the importance of like knowing the word and when you meditate on it day and night, you will be successful, 
right? You'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have success. This is an awesome verse. The world will tell you to be successful. You need to do this or that or have this or that. Like you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or you need to have this kind of car. Um, I want you guys to right now to even think about it. Think about what pressures you're experiencing right now. What are people in your life, in, in society where you live, because there's people from all different countries on this call, um, what, what are they saying is a way to success? If you, if you can think of any, uh, put it in the chat. I want to know, like, what, what pressures are you guys experiencing? Um, and what, what is the word trying to tell you uh, is success? Because for, for me, success is having this, uh, a large amount of money in the bank account, having a nice car or a big house. And, and, but that's not what the, the Bible says. The Bible says that to be successful, to be prosperous, it's knowing God's word. Meditate. That word meditate, it means to like say it out loud, repeat it in your mind um, so that you are careful to do what's written in it. Then you will have then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. So it's us constantly engaging with the word, engaging with God, um, learning what he's saying. That's what makes us prosperous. That's what's, what makes us successful. Awesome. So the next verse I want to also talk about is Hebrews 4.12. Very, very good verse. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Um, so the word, it also helps us to see clearly and see ourselves clearly, right? It says it, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Are our desires um, in alignment with God's desires? If you want to know, read his word. It's alive and active. Actually, the, um, the Bible even says that Jesus is the word. So living active, living and active. In John 1, it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this, this word doesn't just stay on a, a printed paper and, and, and it's just words on a page. No, it's alive and active. When it gets in you, it does something. It moves. You can send this word out to, um, when you pray, you can send this word out and it accomplishes something. It's, it's, it's alive. It's not something that's just dead or sleeping. Um, like other things you may read. It's, it's alive. So yes, the importance of the word is that it gets down. It shows us it's more about showing us what is true, teaching us the truth, and, and changing us, helping us to change by the Holy Spirit, revealing to us those things in our heart that need to change. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just saw Paulina. Welcome, Paulina. Um, long time no see you, right? Okay. But yes, back to the message. I want to go over a, a really cool tool that I, I learned. Um, it's called the world hand. It's it help word hand. It shows us how to engage with scripture. So um, here is the image for that. So it's basically a hand, right? You see the pinky finger says here, the 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 other the finger <laughs> index finger. I'm not gonna name these fingers because I um I don't know the names of all of them clearly. Um, but anyways, the the pinky finger says here. The next finger says read, study, memorize, meditate. So five things that we can do with the word of God. And so there's a really cool um thing that I want to show you. So I have a Bible here. If you're looking at me, if you can see me, I have a Bible here. And these different things are represent your hand, right? If you're holding something. So hearing the word, like hearing somebody preach about the word, hearing somebody um, teach you the word is like the pinky finger. If you put the Bible right on this finger, it doesn't stay, right? It, you can't hold up the word, right? You don't really have it. You, it's not, you're not firmly gripping it, right? It's, it falls right out of your hand. Okay, then you read the word, right? And that's that's stronger. It might stay up a little longer. It might stay up a little longer. But it's not something that 
It's not something that's firmly in your hand, right? It can easily be snatched from you. If somebody tries to take my Bible like this, they'll easily take it. And then we have studying. So when you're, this is how you engage your scripture, right? You're studying the word. You might have a little bit of a better grip. It's, it's, it's not going to fall out readily. When you meditate the word, you have a stronger grip too, right? But you can kind of get, it still can be taken from you. But when you meditate, you do all five together. If somebody tries to take the word from me, my Bible, it's not going anywhere. It's mine. I have it. I have a full, strong grip on this word. And so that's what this, uh, um, this image is trying to, to help us learn about the word. There's five ways that you can engage with it. And when you do those five things together, that word cannot be snatched from you because we do have an enemy, right? And, and that enemy is always trying to confuse us and, and tell us things that aren't true and even mix it with scripture, right? And so we need to know the word for ourselves so that what we have learned, what God has planted in our hearts does not get snatched right out. So I'm gonna go over each um, point here. So first we have hearing. Hearing the word from godly pastors or teachers by listening to sermons helps to serve our desire to learn more from God's word. Um, it's good to hear the word, like somebody giving a message about the word or teaching the word, like what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm teaching the word and you're listening, you're taking it all in. Um, it's really good when you hear the word rightly divided right church is important going to church and hearing somebody else um explain the word to you is very important and a verse that goes along with that it says so faith comes by, from hearing and hearing by the word of christ it's important to hear the word but how many of you uh <laughs> know that sometimes you hear something that isn't true and you hear somebody say something and you're like hmm that doesn't really sit right, right? Like you, you kind of like, you take it in, but it just doesn't, it doesn't, you just can't receive it, right? And so there's sometimes when we're, we watch a sermon on YouTube or we, we listen to a, a certain pastor, pastor and we hear something that may not be true. Like don't throw away that feeling or that notion. Um, the next thing, right? Not just hearing the word, but if we read the word, we will know the word ourselves and what it says. We need to know the word for ourselves because the Bible even warns that there will be people who come in with false teachings and they try to tell you this is the right way when we know there's only one way and that his name is Jesus. And so we need to know the word so that we cannot be led astray by different teachings and um, all the, the deception that can be um, mixed together with the truth. And a word for that, it says, um, is in Revelations 1-3, it says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. So I want to go into the next thing, which is studying, studying the word. So studying the word by digging, diving deeper into the meaning and looking up what different words mean in the original language. We need to know what God is really saying. Uh, and so we need to know what he's saying in context. So sometimes you're reading the word, right? And you, there's different paragraphs in here. And you need to know what that, what is in that specific chapter, in that specific verse, what is it actually talking about, right? We want to know what the speaker is trying to convey who he's talking to, and we need to figure out why he's saying it. Um, just reading it sometimes is not enough. You need to study it. And so one way that we can study the word um, as written here is looking up those words in different languages um, in the language which it's written in. So the, the Bible was originally written in the Old Testament is in Hebrew and the New, um, the New Testament is more in Greek. And so there's apps, like, for example, there's something called the Bible Hub app. Bible Hub app. It's something that's online. You can use it to um, find the, the word in that specific scripture that you're looking at and, and look it up to see what it's actually saying. Because um, we there's sometimes, yeah, so sometimes uh, you can 
you can look at a, a word and think it means the same thing in, in, in different places. And that's not always true. So it's having the context so you can rightly divide the word. Context, context. That's what we need to know. What is the word actually saying? And we can study that, right? So here is um, a verse that I that I think is really important. It's Acts 17, 11 that kind of talks about this. Now, these were more noble-minded than, um, than those in Thessalonica. So there, he, um, Paul here is the speaker, right? And he's talking to a church, and he's saying, the people in this church are more noble-minded than those in the other church because they've received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. So it's not enough to just um, um, hear the word and, and, and read the word. It's, you have to study it to see, like, is this person, what they're saying in the word, is that actually true? You read the word, then you study it to see if that what they're what they're saying is actually true. Like it's very important because um, there's so many there's so many people uh, taking the word and studying it for themselves, and sometimes they don't do it correctly. So it and that's okay. Um, but getting back into the word and praying and asking God to reveal things to you um, and knowing it for yourself is very helpful for your growth as a Christian. So the next thing I want to talk about is memorizing. Memorizing the word by committing it to memory in order to overcome temptations or wrong thinkings by declaring the truth of God's word. So memorizing the word is like literally taking a, a passage of scripture and putting it in your mind so that you don't have to look for it. You don't have to, um, I need my Bible, um, this verse here somewhere, and you can't find it, right? We want to memorize the word so that we can have it ready for whenever we're facing temptations, whenever, um, you know, somebody's saying something that we may not believe. Like, like I said, if you hear the word of God and something doesn't sit right, right, knowing the word for yourself will help you say, hey, that's not what that verse is saying, right? Um, and so I want to bring up a point too that in Matthew uh, 5, or is it 4? Four? 4 or 5, um, Jesus went into the wilderness and he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. How did he respond when the enemy, the enemy himself, the devil came to him and started um, quoting scripture to him and saying, hey, if you fall down and worship me, if you do this or you do that, um, then, then I'll give you all these things, right? He was tempted. And how did Jesus respond? He quoted scripture, which means he had it memorized. He knew the word so that when somebody comes at him, even, even if they're quoting scripture, because some people, you can quote scripture and be actually wrong. You can quote it wrong um, because you're not quoting it within the context, right? So what did Jesus do? He, right, he rightly divided the word. He knew the word. He had it memorized and he repeated it back. He declared the truth. This is also important in prayer because God looks upon his word to perform it. So when we pray and we pray his word, um, that those prayers come to pass. And so, and so um, memorizing the word is extremely important. And so uh, the verse for that, is Psalm 119 this is what we read earlier, but just um, verses uh, nine through 11. It says, how can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? I have tried hard to find you. Do, don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden, my, hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's also, yes, when you memorize it, you know the word so that when you're facing temptations, you're like, no, the word says this, I'm not doing that thing. I'm not going to like act like I don't know. I know the word. It's right here. And so that also helps you when you're facing temptation to say no to that because you have the word saying what this temptation could do, right? One second. Awesome. So the next and final thing that I'm going to go over is meditating on the word of God. Meditating on the word by recalling what the scriptures say and mean and repeating it out loud and in your mind. 
This is so important. So it, you are hearing the word regularly, right? You're either you're going to church, you're um, watching those videos, you're listening to different teachings, you're reading the word for yourself, right? Now you're you're studying it. You're studying the word. You're going down deeper and seeing what it actually means. And then you're memorizing it. So all, all of those, those four things, right, culminate here, or they all come together here in med meditating on it. You need, if you have the word memorized and you know what it means, when you think of that word, it has, because it's living and active, it has the power to change the way you think. You meditate on it. You get fresh revelation. God starts to speak to you. You start to see things the way God wants you to see them because you're meditating on the, the word. So one verse that I'm meditating on right now is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I have that memorized. And when I think about it, when I meditate on what that verse is saying, right? It's saying to acknowledge God um, in all your ways, right? So when I'm making a decision, what am I doing? I'm I'm acknowledging God. I'm like, God, is this something I should do? Um, I'm laying it before him so that he can make my pastor. I'm not leaning on my leaning on my own understanding. I'm allowing God to support me by involving him, acknowledging him um, in what in whatever I'm doing. So that's how when you meditate on something, it gets really down deep. It gets stuck in in your in your mind, and you start to do what it says, and then you start to reap the benefit of what the word um of that word right so it says lean not trust in the lord lean on my own understanding acknowledge him and now i'm reaping the benefit because god is making my path straight he's showing me which way to take which way to go and so for the verse for um meditating here is um but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night these are like trees firmly planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their wheat, their leaves, sorry, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all that they do, right? The word has, tra it's transformative. It has transformative power. And when we meditate on it, uh, God shows himself to us. We start to see things differently, right? We bear fruit. We bear fruit and we prosper in all that we do. See, when you meditate on the word of God, right? You want, uh, everybody wants success, right? And, this, and I love the word of God and I love God because it's so simple. He makes it so simple. You meditate, you focus on God, you think of him, you keep his word in you, right? And that's how you are successful. You do what his word says and then you prosper in everything you do. It's so simple. You don't have to go out into the world and do all these different things to be successful. You we all just need to um, engage with God and be friends with him, remain in him, abide in him, know his word. That's how we are successful and prosper in all that we do, right? And so that leads me to this last thing. It says, when we are rooted and grounded in the word, we bear fruit and we prosper. We bear fruit and we prosper. And then we have, this is a tool. This is one of the tools that we have to live that holy that holy life so we know that to live that new life we're empowered by the holy spirit right that was last week this week we know that we we bear fruit and we prosper when we're rooted and get um grounded in god's word and so that brings me to the end of the message and so um let's pray Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the transformative power of your word, um, for the new life that you've given us. And thank you for giving us tools so that we know and we can walk it out, Lord God. And so I pray, Lord, for each and every person on this call, Lord God, that they would be rooted and um, grounded in your love, that they would... Um, know you deeper and that when they engage with your word, Lord God, that they would um, just 
communicate with you and talk with you and spend time with you and get to know you as a friend, Lord God, because you are our Father and you are our friend. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And we pray, Lord, that this week, that when we read your word, Lord God, that we would experience you in a deeper way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. So um, my next question to everyone, because I, I uh, we love to make sure there's space for this in every message. Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Um, if you don't, that's awesome. I want to give you an opportunity to know him as your personal Lord and Savior. Um, but first, I want to explain to you more of the gospel. And so I'm starting in Isaiah 53, 6. It says, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have have has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And so what this verse is basically saying is that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which is also said in Romans 3.23, right? All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But what's so amazing is that the Lord, God has caused the iniquity, the sins, all of our sins to fall on him. Who's him? That him is Jesus. Verse uh, Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. What this is saying is that we're going from death to life without God. Um, what we are sinful, right? We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? And so what happens when we sin? We, it, sin, the penalty for sin is death. And sin is any attitude or action against God. And that leads to death, right? Death is a spiritual death. It's eternal separation from God um, in hell, that's bad news. We're in a, we're a crusty place, right? But we have a but, thank God for buts, but we have, we had bad news coming. What comes next is good news. And what is that good news, right? We get a gift, right? The gift of, a, of God, the gift of God is something we did not earn, but it's freely given to us, right? Eternal life, that gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So eternal life with God in heaven, right? We don't want to go to hell, right? Eternal life with God in heaven, right? Knowing God and getting to know him and living with him forever, right? Jesus died on the cross and his sins covered all of our, all of his, sorry, I said that wrong. His blood covers all of our sins. His blood, I'm going to repeat that, his blood covers all of our sins so that we can have relationship and fellowship with him and that the power of sin and death has been broken. And when we confess him as our Lord and Savior, we get this free gift of eternal life. So my question to you is, anyone on this call, if you do not know Jesus and you would like to make to make him the lord of your life or you would like to rededicate your life to christ if you'd like to rededicate your life to christ um, please put it in the chat and also please say this prayer with me father god i know that i'm a sinner and that i need you to forgive me i know that your son jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you. I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust you and follow you. Everything I have is yours now. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you said that prayer, if you said that prayer, um, please let us um, know in the chat. Um, we also are, yes, if you if you said that prayer, let us know in the chat. If you're on Facebook Live, um, put that in the comment section. We would love to hear from you. We also have a form for you to fill out. It's a life gathering form. We want to know um, 
how you were impacted by this message, or if you have any prayer requests, we have a 30-day um, devotional for you. Or actually, we might actually, instead of a 30-day devotional, um, we ha will have a bookmark for you. That's a new thing. It's really cool. And that, that really talks about um, what we went over here today, about hearing, um, reading, studying, memorizing and meditating on the word it's it's a really helpful tool um and so we want you guys to have that but um if you have um yes i don't see that anybody um gave their life to christ or rededicated if you did put in the chat but if you didn't that is totally fine um if you want to get more connected with us um, you can um, reach us at ada at purposefounder.com or community at purposefounder.com. But for now, we're, this is brings us to the end of the life gathering. Um, for those on Facebook Live, we're going to go into a time of prayer and um, answering any questions you guys may have. So if you're on Facebook Live, there's going to be a link down there. Please join us on in the comment section. Please join us on this call so that we can pray for you. Um, but yes. Make sure you come back next week, um, next week, Wednesday, at the same time, um, we'll have the life gathering again, and we'll be talking about prayer. Yes, I think we'll be talking about prayer um, and fellowship, having fellowship and relationship with God. So please, 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 please make sure you come, invite your friends, invite your family. Uh, in fact, you can invite all your friends to uh, your house and maybe stream it if you want um but anyways yes we are ending the facebook live right now bye-bye facebook live awesome thank you for joining our purpose founder podcast if you made a decision for christ today fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you we also want to remind you to join our facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon.